Well, hello, everyone. My name is J.B. Hickson with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message coming to you today from uh, sunny Florida, where we just finished a conference actually uh, in Atlanta, drove over to Florida, and we'll be kicking off uh, tomorrow the Pro Orlando Prophecy Summit with Prophecy Watchers. Really looking forward to that. Spent about uh, six hours today working on my one of my messages for that conference. I've had them both sketched out and titled and several slides put together for several weeks now, but we're getting into crunch time. So I kind of uh, put them, uh, spent some time working on them, getting them in their final format. I am fired up. I tell you what, researching always gets me fired up. So looking forward to that this coming Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But today is Wednesday, February 28th. As I said, coming to you from a hotel room here in Florida, it's World Events Update with Randy. I'll bring Randy on here in just a moment. So thankful that he's willing to take time out of his schedule, even when we're having to be a little flexible on our time uh, because of my travels. Uh, but can't wait to see what's going on in this world. I'm certain that it's all good news, nothing to be concerned about, all happy lollipops and ice cream cones. Uh, but enough about Joe Biden. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, so we are, Randy is laughing there for, the, for our premier subscribers. They can see him about to lose it. So now don't make me mute you. It's not your time yet. If you laugh too hard, I'll have to mute you. So, but uh, listen, I'm really excited. It's been a great uh, week. We posted our three messages from Atlanta and had a great response there. The gospel went forth, just sweet time of worship and uh, ministry. And uh, we had uh, several hundred that joined us by live stream. We appreciate those of you that uh, tuned in for those messages on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so the first event of our uh, four-week trip is uh, behind us now, and we're looking forward to kind of the marquee event, which is this weekend, as I said, the Florida uh, Orlando Prophecy Summit. And uh, both of my messages will be Saturday night. If you've purchased a ticket through Prophecy Watchers uh, to live stream the event, then you'll be able to watch not only my messages, but all uh, 36 of the messages Thursday through Sunday. And uh, you'll be able to watch them at your leisure or live, whichever you prefer. You have six months to watch them. Never too late to sign up for that. So go to prophecywatchers.com if you're interested in live streaming the event. I won't be able to record my own messages like I often do at conferences. So uh, you won't be able to watch uh, those messages at notbyworks.org. But hopefully you can catch them at prophecywatchers.com if you purchase the live stream. And then we move on from there. The following weekend will be at Liberty Baptist in Claremont, Florida. And that's a biggie. It's our second time there. Love those folks there, Brother Dwayne and the whole uh, great uh, church family there. I'll be speaking six times with a seventh session that's a Q&A over the weekend. I think it's uh, four times on Saturday and, and three on Sunday. Uh, so just covering the gamut of all different topics uh, related to Bible prophecy. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure yet if we're going to live stream that, but either way, we will be posting those messages um, each day. Uh, from that conference, so you can look forward to that. Been a great week already, podcast-wise. Uh, we kicked off the week on Monday uh, with Leo Holman, and he was talking about, can America survive its traitors? And as usual, what a potent discussion about uh, the, all of the betrayals that we see happening all around us from the right and the left in America. Uh, and then yesterday, I had Mark Fontecchio back on, uh, talking about how grace changes everything. I love Mark, and uh, what a great uh, discussion that was. I've got Philip Goodman on tomorrow. He'll be talking about the upcoming Prophecy Conference in May in Tulsa, the annual Mid-America Prophecy Conference, which he's been leading now for some 15 years. And we're going to be talking about Bible prophecy as it is written. So that's tomorrow's podcast. And then Friday, we got Russ Miller, my favorite creation scientist, back on to talk about how the Grand Canyon formed in a matter of days. And so that's Friday. You won't want to miss any of these podcasts, all of them new. Uh, and uh, I know it'll be a great uh, edifying time for you there. Our verse for the day before we bring Randy on is Proverbs 28, 15. Like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over the people. A roaring lion and a charging bear. Now, if you know much about lions and bears and tigers, oh my, <laughs> uh, you know, that's not something you want to meet. You don't want to meet a 
roaring lion or a charging bear. We've had quite a bit of experience with bears through the years in the mountains of Colorado. I think I've mentioned before one summer we had 27 different bear sightings. Some of those were, a lot of those were the same bear, uh, but uh, on different days coming across our property or nearby our property as we were driving around, walking around. Uh, and so when you see a bear with its cubs, you certainly don't want to toy with it. You want to kind of head the other way. You never go for a hike in the mountains without carrying a sidearm and preferably a GPS and some other things as well. But uh, in this proverb, the lion and the bear are used as metaphors to talk about a wicked ruler over poor people. And I tell you what, we live in an age full of wicked rulers, not only in America, and I think there are getting to be fewer and fewer truly godly leaders in America, uh, though there are some, thankfully. But but also throughout the world, we see a you know global elite that is subject to the Luciferian powers that be, and uh, that's just one more sign that we're getting closer and closer to Satan's ultimate uh, end game, uh, the the blueprint for global enslavement. So. Uh, you know, I'm just reminded that, um, you know, when things seem bad, it doesn't mean they're going to always be that way. And we know who wins in the end. And, you know, uh, sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. But never forget that God is in control and he exists in the eternal now outside of uh, our linear way of thinking, outside of time, space and matter. And from his perspective, the battle is already won. I was in Psalm 2, a lot of the day today, working on my message for uh, one of my messages for Orlando and uh, thinking about uh, the timetable and how David tells us in Psalm 2 that uh, the king's already been installed. Now, we know there's no king reigning from Jerusalem uh, over a perfect kingdom of peace and righteousness and judgment, but from God's perspective, he's already there. So never forget that and don't let the roaring lions and the charging bears distract you from God's word and from God's plan. So Randy, with that, uh, let me welcome you back to the program. I hope you've had a great week. We've spent a lot of time traveling, driving, windshield time, a lot of hotel time, but wouldn't trade it for the world. We get to proclaim the gospel and uh, looking forward to talking, my friend. How you doing? I am doing just fine. Good to see that you're doing well and enjoying your travel. Um, will you have your first million miles by the end of the year or how far are you off? <laughs> Well, let's just, say, let's just say we have a 21, uh, well, none of our cars have less than 100,000 miles on it, but our Atlas, our VW Atlas has 110,000. It's only three years old, less than three years old. But our Not By Works uh, vehicle is an old uh, 2013 Chevy Suburban that we use just for ministry trips. And it's got 195,000 miles on it. But man, it is a road warrior and uh, not quite a million, but... Seems like a million. Does that count? <laughs> Matter of fact, you know, I used to be a road warrior anymore. I'm just here taking care of my two Houthis, as I call them. That would be my dachshunds. They act more like Houthis every day. And uh, so I kind of get an idea what the Israelis are up against. Anyway. Well, all right, do, you need, do you need a couple of shoulder fire, fired missiles to take care of those Houthis? Because I can recommend you know, a source. They're sneaky enough. They might figure out how to how to work them. I tell you what, you just never know what they're getting into and what they're doing. And they give you this sad look like, wah. I'm going, yeah, yeah, you two little critters. Anyway, all right, well, we'll start off with the new stuff that I just found out within the last couple of hours. And then we'll go into the stuff that's um, planned for the rest of it. Anyway, for you listeners that like earthquake information, uh, there's a lady by the name of Mary Greeley on YouTube that does a lot of studying of earthquakes, volcanoes, etc. She says that she believes Yellowstone will have a major eruption in the next 18 months. There's a lot of activity there. She can tell that the magma is rising, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, many, many, many years ago, I went to Yellowstone, and as you go over the border into Idaho, there's a place called Hebgen Lake. It's also called Quake Lake. Many, many years ago, I believe it was in the 50s, there was a major earthquake there. Changed the uh, size and direction of the lake at that time. And there was a boulder that was huge. 
it rolled all the way across the valley uh, to the top of a station wagon full of people. It's all still there. They have never moved that rock. The people are still buried underneath it. And I'm certainly hoping that it was fast because it's amazing. It's when you pull up on this area, it has this spooky quiet to it. There are no sounds. There were no birds. There was nothing when we were there. Kind of give me the creeps, to be honest. But anyway, so she says 18 months. We'll see if she's right or if she's even close. Now, something that's getting to be more dear to everybody, I guess I would say, is the migrant crisis that the United States is facing. Now, I'm just going to start local, then we'll go more into the national a little bit. But the state of Colorado in Denver, they have 38,718 illegal migrants. Now, this was on KOAA News today. They basically spend $750 a person per week. That comes out to $29 million a month. Over a year, that is $1.5 billion. Getting no return for it, getting nothing out of it. It's just, here you go. And I find it amazing that they put up with it. We found out the uh, federal government is dumping a lot of the illegals in a lot of different areas without any notice to law enforcement or anything else. They pull up at night, they let them out of the vans, and they leave. And this happened in one of the uh, ski resorts in Colorado just a couple of days ago. Officer pulled up, asked him what they were doing. They told him it was above his pay grade, told him to get out of the way, and dumped off six low, six busloads hmm. of illegals. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, supposedly there's 300, 400,000 of those immigrants in the state of Colorado. And Denver and Colorado said, we will purchase a ticket for you to go anywhere in the United States if you don't want to live in Denver. Now, I think that's ridiculous. We gave the people in Lahaina 750 bucks. Here we're spending $750 a person per week, and they don't pay taxes. They don't partake in anything in this country except just kind of living off of us. I think it's ridiculous, and something needs yeah. to be done. Yeah, I mean, that that's what Leo and I uh, talked about on the program. Uh, what was it? Today, I think. Or no, yesterday. Sorry. Um, uh, and uh, let's see. I'm trying to get my days straight here. Yeah, no, Monday. Yeah. So on Monday of this week. So what's interesting about that comment above the pay grade, you know, back in the day, uh, years ago, Texas, uh, some, some undercover reporters did some secret camera work uh, and they would film uh, illegal immigrants being pulled over for routine traffic stops, you know, speeding, something like that, running a stop sign. And as soon as the officers found out they were undocumented, they just let them go. And, uh, and that's just kind of what they've been instructed uh, to do. Now, you mentioned, um, I think it was last week on the program, uh, Calhan, Colorado. That's a little close for comfort for Not By Works Ministries in our offices. What's the latest on dumping those uh, of those folks in Callahan. They haven't said much. It's still under construction, but it's just about ready to start delivering people there. And they don't, they won't say how many it'll hold, but it looks like it's big enough to hold thousands. Now, if anybody knows Colorado, Callahan, Callahan is just a little town. Uh, I don't know what they're going to possibly do with an influx of that many people. I mean, you know, it's a town of what, 2,000 maybe? And if yeah. you put 10,000 illegals in there, um, if you need medical facilities, you need food, fire, rescue, anything else, what are you going to do? They're totally outgunned, outmanned, and the whole entire country is becoming the same way. And the sooner Biden gets out, the better. Because I'm not, I'm not going to push Trump and say I'm voting for him, but I think he's the only one that would even try to make a difference. So... Well, yeah. so, I mean, the thing about it is it's it's reached, you know, um, crisis mode, you know, I mean, biblical proportions under Biden. I think that's for all the reasons we've talked about before, that he's just a big nothing burger and all the global yeah. elite are just able to put all of their agendas on hyperdrive because he he's not even able to think so that he's just kind of a stand in and they're 
So that's why we're seeing more of this than ever before. But it is by no means a Democratic issue. I mean, the same problem yep. occurred under multiple Republican administrations. They've been there's been a decades long influx of illegal uh, immigrants and nobody's done anything about it because the powers that be want them in here. But the fact that it's it's reaching such a drastic um, levels now to me is a sign that they're getting close. They're they're getting ready for the end game. It's it's uh, it, it right. is one more sign of the times in my mind. Well, Chuck Schumer said today, you know, the immigrant crisis is important, but we have to get money to Ukraine first. He wants to give them $60 billion, like we talked about. Now, as we're going to go over here in a little bit, the Ukraine is done. They are done. They may as well just surrender or flee, whatever they're going to do, because the Russians are moving through there like a hot knife through butter. And we'll go over that a little bit more, but they have months left and they're going to be done. So anyway, um, Trump today in Michigan beat um, Nikki Haley 63% to 33%. And Joe Biden, he won his uh, little, I guess, whatever you, primary or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if there's anybody running against him or all, at all, but he didn't get 100%. So evidently, they're not real happy with him either. So yeah, if you, anyway, if you can't get 100% when you're the only one on the ticket, that's that says something. Makes you wonder, does it? He should yeah. maybe talk to Vladimir Putin. He could help him with that. He'd be yeah. able to explain how to how to work those things. Anyway, for those that haven't gotten your medical supplies yet and everything, I've come up with one more source, a little bit cheaper. It's fast. Uh, it's a good place. I'm going to give it to everybody again because the supply from China is definitely dwindling. We're now basically we are depending on India and what can be manufactured here. So the sources that I have are Jace Medical, J-A-S-E-M-E-D-I-C-A-L.com. DurationHealth.com, The Wellness Company, and All Family Pharma, P-H-A-R-M-A.com. You can go on these sites, get your medications. Someone will give them to you for a year, some for months. But I would suggest you get your supply because I think things are running out and we're going to be in dire straits here in the next month or two with what's going on with China. Um, and, NATO seems... Yeah. Yeah, let Go me ahead. let me chime in on that. So for those for new listeners that may not know, Randy is a uh, certified EMT, knows what he's talking about when it comes to this stuff. I personally, my family and I have used Jace Medical and Duration Health. We've received, uh, we've done telemed, telemed uh, appointments with them for everyone in the family and received uh, prescriptions. We have a one-year supply. Uh, we're not necessarily endorsing any of these. We're just saying, hey, we're in it with you. We're trying to you know, pass along helpful information, and they they seem like legitimate uh, places to us. They've been helpful. The doctor that I talked to uh, and that my uh, youngest daughter talked to seemed seemed great. So uh, uh, those two, I can certainly say from personal experience, are uh, seem good. But this last one, what was the new one again? All Family Pharma. And I went ahead and ordered some stuff from them. I got it within four or five days. It looks exactly like everything else comes in the same packages from all the other pharmacies. Um, it's American manufactured and um, looks like a quality product. It was a little cheaper. You could be a little more specific in the dosage that you wanted to order. So now they have four choices. So if somebody's out of medications, when uh, everything goes down, I'm not going to be real sympathetic, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. You could do it now. All right. So the United States, NATO, et cetera, we'll talk about them for just a minute, and Israel. Mr. Biden has basically said he wants a written commitment from Israel on what they're going to use, any weapons that we transfer to them, what they're going to use them for. And if they don't give him that, he will suspend trade with Israel. It's also given them 45 days to come up with a plan to provide for the Gazan refugees, et cetera to uh, make it a little bit easier on them and uh, be more humane. I don't know how you do that in a war, but he's expecting it. So in other words, Biden's ready to pull the rug. He wants an excuse. He's looking for it. And I think we're going to see that probably very soon. Basically, the Israelis are pushing south towards Rafah. And basically, Rafah is the border between Egypt, the Sinai, I should say, and um, Israel. 
Israel's pushing south. The Egyptian army is ready. They are not going to permit any of these refugees into the Sinai or anywhere else in Egypt. And there is a tent city, which I found out about today. This thing is huge. It looks like it'll probably handle hundreds of thousands of people. And basically, they're going to try to push all the refugees into that place. Egypt said they're not coming here. Nobody else wants them. The Israelis don't want them. So here they go into a tent city, which is just basically a prison. Kind of reminds me of the internment centers we have in the United States that aren't being used right now. Now, what's really weird, this thing was started, construction started in 2014, 10 years ago. So they knew something was going to happen. And they just started getting prepared then. Same time that, you know, basically uh, Putin had trouble with the Minsk agreement. They had the coup d'etat in Ukraine. So all this stuff has been planned for a long time. Finally coming yeah. to fruition. Yeah, I can. You've talked about the FEMA camps before, and so have I. And I, I've been talking about it for over 10 years. But I remember there used to be a show on called Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. Uh, uh-huh. And I'm not a big fan of Jesse Ventura's, you know, worldview and his theology, certainly. Uh, but uh, he was definitely avant-garde when it came to some of the stuff and was able to to put it out there. And there was one episode of that show that got banned. It was taped, recorded, but it never aired, or maybe it aired, but then never aired again. Uh, you can Google it. But it was the one on the police state and FEMA camps and all that kind of stuff. So that's touched a nerve. I mean, they don't want people to know about that. And in addition to the types of prison type camps that you've stumbled upon, I once stumbled upon one as well. They also have others that are kind of hidden in plain sight. Uh, Some folks may remember several years ago, um, I think it was around 2012 and all of the crisis around that time, uh, they were taking over different Walmarts and going out of business inexplicably. I mean, Walmarts never go out of business, but there were quite a few uh, key large centers that went out of business, and uh, there were some leaked workers from inside, contractors that were inside that were saying, look, they're turning these into internment uh, buildings. Uh, I think there's still some of that going on, but the fact is they don't have to have them all in place, lined up, ready to go, because the government can just you know, use eminent domain and things like that in a crisis to just take over large uh, properties. And, and we were just in northern Georgia this past weekend. Uh, right near the Atlanta Falcons uh, uh, facility, their training facility, uh, and just down the road from it, between there and the church where I was speaking, which was only a couple of miles, there are three or four huge, I mean, million square feet uh, warehouses just sitting empty. Now, part of that is just the commercial real estate business in this country is just, you know, tanked right now. So that's yes. part of that's just the economy. But also part of it makes me wonder, hmm, could that just be a smokescreen for something else? Well, not to mention, we have the underground cities, underground tunnels. We have everything all over. I mean, if you flew over parts of the desert, I bet you'd be surprised what's out there in different places. Now, I do have some uh, update on when some of the attacks are expected in the United States and against Israel. They're saying uh, during Ramadan, anytime from March 11th through April 10th to expect something major. That's during Ramadan. Also during Easter, Passover, Memorial Day, and the 4th of July. Now, if this goes like it usually does, it'll be in the middle of nowhere sometime when we're not expecting it. But right now, that is what the different security forces, uh, alphabet agencies, whatever you want to call them, what they are expecting. So don't be surprised if this stuff happens pretty soon because March 11th is not very far away at all. Yeah, we won't even be back by March 11th, you know, we'll still be on the road. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Your sources are all looking at the intelligence reports and uh, and the chatter and so forth. And, you know, one of these times, and this is the year we're already, you know, two months, two full months, just about uh, into the, the, uh, the 2024. And I mean, that only leaves 10 months for the Luciferians to pull together whatever it is that they, they want to happen uh, middle of 2020 decade. I'm going to be talking about yeah. that this weekend at, at Orlando. 
Well, we know they're going to do something. We don't know when, which is always the problem. You know, we know it. You can feel it, but you just sit there and wait for it to happen. But in the meantime, Mr. Biden has canceled another $1.2 billion in student debt. He is now, out of the $1.2 trillion of debt, canceled the debt for $138 billion and hundreds of thousands of people, even though the Supreme Court told him he couldn't do that. Members of Congress don't want him to do it. He just does it. So obviously, you know, whatever he wants to do anymore, he's going to do. Just doesn't matter to him. He's going to get it done. Uh, I still say he's trying to hold on to the job to give himself time to pardon his son, pardon him for whatever he's done. And then Joe's going to be gone because you can tell he's fallen again. He's having problems. Everybody basically is really wondering if he has enough cognitive capacity to do the job of president, which I'm fairly certain he's not. But, you know, we're going to see it get worse here in the days coming, probably. Yeah. But yeah. Did you, Trump, did, did you see ahead. the report about Trump? Uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there. Of course, you know, the media loves to play both sides and it's it's controlled opposition. I get that. But there was a report in there recently. Trump uh, was speaking and he, he he forgot his wife's name. And there are people speculating that, you know, there are a lot of signs that his his mental capacity is not necessarily as sharp as it, it should be either. Did you catch that? Yeah. You know, that's in. Of course, that's in the news every day. But look at it like this. Biden, even when he's not under pressure, is having problems. Trump, with his lawsuits against him, with him running the campaign, with him fighting the attorneys and the judges, I'd probably forget somebody's name once in a while, too. I mean, the body can only stand so much pressure. And after that, but even any way you look at it, it's here, Biden, what's our choice? You know, know, at least now we have no choice, so... Those two out of 350 million people, the best we can do. So I'm hoping for the alien invasion. I got to tell you, they got to be smart. True. All right. Colorado and California are now basically bringing forth a law that says firearm owners must have firearms liability insurance. Unless you can't afford it, then you don't need it. But they're going to mandate it by law. So your insurance company is basically going to have to give you probably an endorsement or something and charge you more money to get that kind of coverage. Now, what they expect to do with that, I have no idea. But, you know, it's just one way to try to solve a problem they have no clue on, I guess. Egypt has dumped the U.S. dollar. And basically, they are using their own currency now instead of the U.S. dollar, which, if you're keeping track, all the BRICS countries are getting rid of the U.S. dollar, which we anticipated, but they're also able to mine Bitcoin, every one of them. A lot of these countries are really going into Bitcoin right now for an alternate type of currency. So Bitcoin was up to $57,000 yesterday, which is pretty substantial jump for where it was last week. So I would never suggest buying this stuff because I don't understand it that well. But you have to wonder, the United States wants total control over the currency. So I don't understand how they're going to be able to allow Bitcoin to be part of the CBDC or anything else they do. So it'll be interesting what they do in the next couple of months, because CBDC is pretty close. The major banks are tokenizing all of the deposits, withdrawals, and so it's not very far away. Now, the COVID vaccine can spread systematically to the placenta and to infants. For any mother that receives that injection while she's pregnant, the baby gets it too. So we've all heard of all of the problems the COVID vaccine has had. And now this is just one more nail in the coffin of that stupid vaccine. But we're doing a little research this week. And we all remember that supposedly this developed in a lab in Wuhan, China. At least that's the story the United States gives. Well, What people don't know is we still have a contract with China through 2026. We are still in the lab in Wuhan with them doing the gain of function and looking at some other viruses, which I'll go over in a minute. So they're our enemy. We can't stand them, can't work with them, but we're still looking at the virus and the vaccines. Now, what does that tell you? 
that tells me there's a lot of baloney going on and everything is not as it seems as far as how the governments are getting along. But anyway, we'll go over that in a little bit. The um, United States has put Green Berets on Kinman Island. Now, Kinman Island, I doubt if anybody's ever heard of it, but it's six miles from the Chinese coast. Taiwan owns it, basically gave the United States permission, and now we have a little military base there. Now, I can't imagine what had happened if the Chinese did something like that to us, maybe put it on Alcatraz Island or something like that, how we'd like something that close. So when we get excited about them not liking it, uh, you know, they have their reasons, and I understand totally. All right. Israel, back to them for a couple minutes. They are targeting Hezbollah deep into Lebanon. Uh, that started two days ago and it continues. Hezbollah continues to lob missiles back at Israel. Uh, Israel wants a brief truce with Hamas in Gaza, but neither one can come to terms. So even though Biden says this is going to happen by next Monday, looks like there's no chance there will be a ceasefire there. So the Israelis are fighting the Gazans. They're fighting Hezbollah. They're fighting the Houthis. They, they are maxed out. But they have called up another 300,000 reservists. So they're evidently getting ready for a major attack into Lebanon, which I guess we're still providing cover there. We don't have any aircraft carriers there, but some of the other ships are there. So anyway, it looks like we're in it for the next 45 days at least. Now, back to Mr. Trump. He had a thousand pairs of golden sneakers manufactured. They are on eBay now for $45,000 a piece. Now, I don't know if he's trying to pay his legal fees or what he's doing with that. They are the ugliest shoe I've ever seen. But if you want memorabilia and you got a lot of money, you know, well, it's fiat money and it's not worth anything. So go ahead and buy it. You know, when yeah, you have I mean, 45,000, are they made out of gold? I mean, seems like it'd no. be impractical because they're pretty heavy, but I, that's, the only re that's the only way I'd pay 45,000 for them. By the way, well, the speaking of fiat, go ahead. Go, I was going to say, speaking of fiat currency, um, I want to clar clarify something I said last week on our program, World Events Update. We were talking about Bitcoin, and I was talking about, I used the phrase private. And what I was talking about there is, it, this is not a, Bitcoin is not a government run, you know, crypto there are some that are some that aren't ultimately it's all the same in my mind because it's if you can't touch it you don't own it but uh someone uh sent me an email saying that you know every transaction you make on bitcoin is tracked and it's not private i, I understand that i wasn't meaning to imply that i think i i wasn't clear i wasn't suggesting that bitcoin is 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 uh private in the sense of not able to be tracked by the government what i'm saying is it's it's a privately owned company so to speak it's not a government sponsored company and i'm not an expert on bitcoin or any crypto except that i've had guests on that have talked about it and i've you know, been you know, kind of following it for years just at arm's length because i'm not in favor of it but i'm definitely not an expert so anyway sorry if that was confusing to anybody else out there i only got one email about it but um yeah anything digital can be hacked. That's the bottom line. I don't care how, right. uh, whether it's government owned or not. If it's if it's dots and dashes, ones and zeros on a computer screen, forget it. It, it can't be hacked. Well, Bitcoin is complicated and complex. It is not something that's really easy to understand unless you have somebody sit down, go through all of it, and then you know you're going through the mining. Well, they're not out digging in the hills. It's the electricity that is used to get all of this stuff lined up sometime, you know, if anybody's got a chance and they're interested in it, talk to somebody that's really knowledgeable before you even think about it, because it's hard to understand, truly is. All right. The definition of child abuse in several of our liberal states has now been changed to include if the parent does not allow a sex change for their child or is against abortion, that is now codified into law as child abuse. Now, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, the parents have no say anymore in this country. It just keeps going and going and going till 
I don't know what it's going to be like when we hit the bottom. I don't know what that's going to look like. I truly don't because I keep thinking we're there. But anyway, back to our BRICS countries. Ethiopia basically has gotten rid of the U.S. dollar, and now they're opening up. They have really cheap energy. So they're opening up their electricity and uh, their uh, output and everything to the rest of the BRICS nations. And they sell it to them cheap. And basically, Texas used to be where a lot of this was done. But now it's in Ethiopia. And, you know, when the United States had Biden not made the mistake of the sanctions against Russia, Russia, where we basically held $300 billion of theirs and had not called the Saudi Arabians pariahs, we probably wouldn't be in the mess we're in now. But BRICS is going to break us one way or another. I mean, you look at these nations with all of the money, a lot of the population, uh, a lot of our allies are getting rid of the dollar. They don't want anything to do with it anymore. So pretty soon we're going we're gonna to find out just how dire this gets, I'm afraid. Um, yesterday it was 96 degrees in Fort Worth, Texas. That is a record for the last 100 years. Those of you that enjoy Wendy's, uh, be very careful what time you go to Wendy's for your lunch because they're using what is called surge pricing. In other words, if you get there at 12 o'clock, they're going to charge you a buck or two extra from what it costs at two or three in the afternoon. Now, it'll be interesting to see how long this lasts because about the first time I do that, it'd be about the last time because it's like for what they're charging, you're not getting much value anyway at all of these places. So anyway, just another thing for you to look forward to, I guess. Stock market, NVIDIA. The S&P, which I'm assuming most people have an idea of what that is, basically... NVIDIA has been responsible for 27% of the gain in value of the S&P. There are four chip companies that are basically driving the S&P right now. If they go broke, if Taiwan is attacked or something like that, the S&P is going broke. They're done. They're, it's over with. Now, we have a friend that um, has some money in NVIDIA, and he's made 500% on his original investment. But you have to also remember, you could lose that just as fast as you gained it. Mm -hmm. So watch the market. Watch what the rich people are doing because they're selling off their stock. They're making different investments. So I'd be very careful before I put a lot of money anywhere anymore. Poor Nikki Haley, the Koch family, I believe they still live in Kansas. At least one of them did. One of the brothers did. But they have suspended funding for her. So I don't know who's going to finance the rest of her campaign, but it won't be the Koch family. They, yeah, um, and, and, and they're not they're not throwing their money behind Trump, right? Because I think they're yeah, like right. mortal enemies of Trump. Yeah. Yes, they don't they don't like Trump at all. So I think I think they put their money behind Biden last time. Hmm. So we'll see which loser they pick this time, right? <laughs> but you know they're worth billions, but they don't make good decisions. All right, for those of you that work for a company in an office, or if you work remotely, understand that your company is watching everything you're doing. They are looking at your messages. They are looking at your work. They are listening in on your phone calls. And most of them are using AI to do that. Now, I worked for an insurance company a few years ago. They were doing that a long time before all of this come out, about the same time as COVID. You know, they would get on and listen to the conversation. You never knew they were there. But just, you know, don't do something stupid like say something about the CEO or something like that if you plan on, you know, continuing in your job. Um, AI is everywhere. Computers are everywhere. And get used to it because it, it's getting worse. All right. Some of the European companies, mainly France and I think Poland, decided it would be a good idea if they start an army besides NATO so that they could go ahead and go into the Ukraine and fight the Russians. Well, they had a big meeting in NATO headquarters today, I believe it was, and everybody's going, we don't want any part of that. France is saying, well, it's not NATO, so Putin shouldn't respond. Now, anybody that thinks 300,000 troops coming over the line into the Ukraine 
Putin won't notice and won't do anything is probably not that sharp. Don't put him in politics, whatever you do. Anyway, so, all right. Our, our good friends in the Ukraine are basically done. Russia is running through Ukraine now at will. Uh, the Ukrainians basically want to conscript anybody that can walk. They'll take some without limbs. They'll take them in a wheelchair, but they need people. The problem is uh, Russia's got so many troops and equipment there, there's no way they're going to be able to hold out. But if you listen to Putin and his lieutenants, as I call them, over the last couple of days are getting very serious. A lot of um, <clears throat> damage is taking place deep in Russia. Well, Putin knows who's doing it. He knows it's the Brits, the Germans, and the United States. And basically said, you know, if you bring equipment into Ukraine, we're going to destroy it as soon as it gets there. So the United States gave Ukraine an M1 Abrams tank, or several of them. They moved that into position within the last couple of days. Missile took it out before it could even get loaded. So he's watching everything they're doing, and it would be a really bad idea to continue you know, they, they need to make some kind of um, truce or whatever, because Putin has now said he's going to take Odessa and he's going to Kiev. And I think he's very serious. He's not smiling when he says it. And he has the capability of doing it. Another thing that um, back to the migrant issue, the 85,000 children we talked about a few months ago that got to the border, basically were sent off with whomever have never been tracked and never been found. The United States government has absolutely no idea where they're at. That's 85,000. How many more thousand are there that we have no clue, right? Okay. We know that um, bad things are taking place, but there's nothing we can do about it. Did you yeah, want to say something? Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, Putin or comment on the Putin news there. Um, okay. I feel like you know, they're trying to subtly convince, especially conservatives in America, that Putin is not that bad. You know, I mean, Trump, of course, is constantly talking about how well he knows Putin and Putin's a great guy. And, you know, he he's not worried about Putin. They send Tucker Carlson over there. Uh, and when I say they, yeah, I absolutely believe it was part of the Luciferian agenda. Uh, it's controlled opposition. Uh, and I think it's just sort of a an attempt to uh, do a big psyop on on Americans into, you know, downplaying the danger of Putin. And, you know, a lot of experts like, uh, you know, yourself and Joel Skelson and others have been warning for a long time that, you know, Putin's not a big teddy bear that a lot of people think he th think he is. And he's got a long history with the KGB. And let's not forget, didn't wasn't there you know, quite a, you know, quite a bit of rumors, weren't there quite a bit of rumors that he might have killed Wagner from the Wagner group? I mean, um, anyway, Prigozhin. Uh, yeah, Prigozhin, right. The leader of the Wagner group, right? That was his name. Right. Yeah. I still think and, he's probably in South America, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, or, and then now you've got this, another, this new fella that died in prison. I mean, this is, I mean, Putin's a killer. Let's and not forget, not that I'm supporting Zelensky in this battle. I mean, if they're both pawns in a much, much, much bigger game, but um, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I think we need to take him seriously, don't you? Well, when you look in Putin's eyes, it's like a shark's eyes. It's they look dead. You know, he's KGB. He has been in the German or in the um, Russian hierarchy forever. He's not a nice guy. This is not the only guy that he's gotten rid of with Navalny. He's had other ones that he has poisoned. A lot of his foes or enemies leap from tall buildings, about 10 stories and up. And we've had, what, 10 of those in the last year? So if you think he got to be the commander of the Russian military, you really need to stop and think. Now, Zelensky's no better. You've got two peas in a pod there. Uh, both are, they don't believe in democracy. They're greedy, they're corrupt, but they are strongmen, just like Stalin was, just like yeah. all the rest of them. They are no better by any means.
Yeah. So, and, and, you know, one good thing for Biden, though, is is if he ever moved to Ukraine, at least you didn't have to worry about getting conscripted because you said they're conscripting anybody that can walk. So he, he he's off the hook, probably. Right. I read something on TikTok yesterday. I wanted to post it, but I thought, no, nah, not 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 on a, not on our channel. But it calls him the alpha parasite. And I'm going, you know, went over Kamala Harris. It had a choice name for her, the members of Congress, all parasites. Um, it was funny, but it doesn't belong <laughs> here. But it's so yeah. true. I mean, they're all looking out for themselves. I mean, look at the money that the Biden family has absconded with since Biden has been in Congress. The guy's never yeah. sponsored legislation, never made a difference, but he's got a lot of money. Hunter Biden's got more. So... You know, I don't trust him. He's he's obviously at the beck and call of the Ukrainians and the Chinese. They both have something on him. We know they do because of his dealings with them. And so he's compromised, period. Yeah. And that's well, and why it, it's, we're it's in, Yeah, we are suffering. And it's interesting to me. And again, everybody knows my my perspective. I've written about it extensively that, you know, it's controlled right left paradigm that it's uh two sides of the same street, two wings of the same bird, you name it, whatever analogy you want to use. But it is interesting to me that for some reason in recent history, they tend to leave the liberal progressives in there for two terms because they seem to move the ball further toward the Luciferian goal line when they're in there than when yep. the so-called conservatives or those playing the part of the conservative are in there because they have to at least throw them a bone every now and then. And, you know, there's just they. The whole, not every single appointment is controlled, and and therefore, since it's a person playing the role of a conservative in the White House, they're gonna, they are going to uh, nominate some quote conservative people, and just down the line, it's just harder to move the ball forward. But you know, you go all the way back to, uh, to H. W. Um, and of course, mm -hmm. the, you, I'm not a fan of the Bush dynasty, and uh, I mean anybody that historically had helped finance Hitler to kill Jews, that that gets you know, has a problem in my mind, but, uh, you know, he served one term, then you had eight for Clinton, right? And then you did right. have eight for W, but that was another, that was a whole separate issue. And there was, there's a, still a huge question mark over the Kerry Bush uh, election and who actually won that. But anyway, then you get uh, Obama in there for eight years, you know, you had Trump for one, you know, and Biden. I mean, it just seems like, you know, they, in recent years, they've had a lot more time uninterrupted for Democrats in there than, you know, uh, than, than conservatives. Uh, I mean, with W being the one exception, but uh, right. in, in, anyway, just an observation. Well, I was listening to a broadcast today. I don't even remember which one. They took a poll before Obama took over. 74% 74, 74 of Americans thought racial relations were much better than they had been. If you took that same poll today, what do you think it would be? 30%? I mean, oh. ever since Obama, you know, I kind of thought maybe he would be the one to really heal the rift. But he gets in there, he started complaining about the police officer um, arresting that person within, what, a couple of weeks of taking office. His wife says... I've never been proud of America until now. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Democrats are a, on a different wavelength than the conservatives. Let's just face it, we have nothing in common. And you sometimes wonder how close to a civil war we really are. Mm -hmm. I could think of several things that would happen that would be the key to that taking off. And it's scary because we never used to be that way. There were always problems, but anymore. It's just scary. But anyway, our Chinese friends are sending what they call seer pins to the um, cartels in Mexico, which are then giving them out to uh, the illegals and to members of the cartel. And what it does, it makes any semi-automatic semi gun fully automatic. You place it in the weapon and down you go. And why they let that happen, I have no idea. You would think the Mexican government themselves would want to stop that, but they're not they're not interested at all. All right. The army reduced their forces um, by 24,000. They were 40,000 short of their recruitment goal 
So they went ahead and said, well, we don't need that many. We're going to reduce it by 24,000. So it only looks like they're 16,000 short. Now, we have no standing army to fight a battle in Europe, in Israel, or anywhere else. And it's just getting worse day by day. And they're making excuses rather than doing it. Now, what I see and what I would think would happen is we will get into conscription probably after the election. We're going to have to have an army. You know, we're going to be getting in some wars here very soon where we're going to have to have a presence. And the only way to do that is to force the people to yeah. serve. I mean, I, didn't I read that we're at our lowest levels since World War II? Uh, yes. Of, of army. And, you know, what's interesting about that is a lot of times people from our, you know, perspective, our worldview of, of recognizing that, um, you know, uh, there's a, you know, deep state and the powers that be that are really running things are concerned about a, you know, martial law or a military takeover in this country and tanks in the street and that kind of thing. Well, one other scenario that was pointed out to me recently is, you know, things could go haywire with some type of civil unrest, like we've all talking about. They're certainly fomenting division on every issue. Um, and it could be the kind of thing that, like like we've already seen uh, uh, foreshadowing of in places like Seattle and, and other cities, where things go haywire and we don't have enough military, even if we wanted to declare martial law to come in and control it. They could just basically say, OK, look, we don't have the manpower. You're on your own. And this, let's let let that burn, you know, let that city burn. It, That's it could be total mayhem. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. agree totally. I mean, I don't know what they're thinking. Um, you know, when you have to have armed forces, especially in as many theaters that we're in right now, how do you let that go and not reinforce not only the armament, the munitions and everything else, but the personnel? I mean, you could only train so many. So if we get in a hot war, it's not like we can put a hundred thousand guys or women into our front right away, you've got to train them and it takes months. So I don't know what they're thinking, but you know, Borg Carroll, I don't know if anybody follows him at all, but he said the Air Force is not ready for the next war. While I was listening, I'm going, does he mean Ukraine? Does he mean China? Does he mean the Middle East? Or does he mean North Korea? Or is he talking in the future because we're not ready right now? We, you know, half of our aircraft need parts, need repairs, and they're not even flyable right now. So I don't know what he was talking, but we're in dire straits. Uh, Representative Andy Ogler from Tennessee says that all of the people in Gaza, basically he looks as Hamas, and he states that even children should be killed. They need to be wiped out totally. Now, combatants, I'm all for you. Do what you got to do. But when you start getting it, to the innocents, to the women, to the children, the elderly. I mean, are, is everybody in Washington unhinged? Or, yes. or, or what do we have in there right now? Yeah, that's unfortunately, the, that's I the think easiest, right. That's the easiest question you've asked all night. Is everybody in Washington unhinged? Yes. Well, then we need to, I guess we need a tidal wave, don't we? Big one, yeah. about 600 foot tall, 500 yeah. miles an hour. I had to take care of it, right? Anyway. Well, we, we need the rapture. That's what we need. Yes, but unfortunately, we don't have any any say on when that's happening. But I'd like to put in a request for sooner rather than later, if the Lord's listening to today. I second that motion. Yeah, yeah. Colorado. I, I always like to bring stuff up about Colorado because it used to be California, New York, with all the bizarre stuff. But in Colorado, the state will no longer be able to use gas-powered mowers after 2025. They'll have to be electric. No more gas. It, it pollutes. Can't use it. Don't need it. So um, good luck with that, right? So we talked about Wuhan and how we're still working with the Chinese on these viruses. And, you know, when you're looking at gain of function, you're not looking at a vaccination. You're looking at something to make a bioweapon. And why we are still there, I have no idea. Makes no sense. The uh, NATO budget is $1.3 trillion. The United States pays for $860 billion of that. So those 32 countries in NATO aren't doing anything. Sweden just come on board. Hungary finally said, we got our F-16s. Now Sweden, come on. Let's go. Let's get you ready. Um, you know, 
they're building for the war. They're ready. And I'm afraid we're going to see it before the year end. I really am. The um, Air Force is basically trying to um, get the KC-135s, which do the refueling. They want them to be without a pilot very soon, and they're testing them right now. Uh, we keep having um, cyber attacks. Had a major one last week. They're not admitting it. Uh, they're saying, you know, it's just a equipment problem or whatever, but that maybe works for AT&T, but what about the other companies? What about the electricity going out? I think we were just kind of given an example of what we should be expecting very soon. Um, Dyson Krupp, which is a large steel manufacturer, had a major cyber attack yesterday. So it continues. It's just a matter of fact, a matter of when they finally let loose totally. All right. China, COVID-19 cases are up substantially in East China. Uh, the deaths are accelerating. So since they haven't locked down, I can imagine we should maybe anticipate that stuff here very shortly, probably. Their central bank is slashing interest rates. Uh, their, their property, their, their entire economy is going downhill. So they're doing everything they can to save it. I don't think they're going to be successful. And I think that's why we're going to probably be in a war with them shortly. Xi Jinping, um, November of 22, said 18 months, Taiwan would be part of China. We have about four months left. So I, I think he probably meant what he said, too. Um, Chinese are building up forces across from Taiwan. They're ready to attack the aircraft. The ships and everything are just sitting there waiting for an order. Um, as tense as things are, you would expect it any time. But then we look at operating a lab together, and you just don't know where they're at for sure. I don't know. You know, nobody knows what to call there. We're hoping it doesn't activate, but don't be surprised. What, um, what, what happened with uh, that balloon that was in the news? We've been on either driving, you know, 24 hours straight over three days or uh or speaking or just i haven't had time to keep up with the news but i remember hearing something about another balloon what was how did that end up happening it was just somebody's hobby no problem okay. you know the air force went up checked it said it's a small one and it belonged to a hobbyist so i guess it's okay i don't know if i believe it but that's what they said china is experimenting with their 15-minute cities they showed on tv one large apartment complex at 15,000 people in it. This thing was huge. Has medical, has groceries, has everything they need. They never leave, need to leave the building itself. Um, how, would, how would you like to live in a place like that? Oh, Can you oh, imagine? It's like, yeah, it's, it's New, horrible. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. I, I, I mean, I just couldn't imagine. Yeah, I, and I can't either. Um, Intel says that Iran contradicting what they've been saying in the last month, has five or six nuclear weapons, and they are ready to be used at any time. The Houthis, our favorite people from Yemen, have cut the undersea cables. They've cut four of them, and they think they're probably able to cut the rest of them whenever they want to. These were between Asia and Europe, and really screwed up some businesses, banking, etc. So they have the technology or the wherewithal, and supposedly... Anytime they want to do it, they can do it. Uh, the Red Sea shipping is at a standstill. That means China's not getting its food orders. So that's going to put more pressure on Xi Jinping. Uh, you know, when you have 1.4 billion people to feed, they want to be fed. And he's going to start having interior problems in his country. So he's got to make some decisions. And he's going to have to make them fairly fast. So we'll see what he does. It's definitely a place to um, watch. All right, the Ukraine. We'll go back there for just a couple of minutes. Um, General Budinov says Navalny, the gentleman that died in the Russian prison camp, died of a blood clot. Now, Budinov is third in command in the Ukraine. He is one of Zelensky's men. Now, I'm thinking, yeah, when you get beat hard enough, you would have blood clots. Um, but he says it was an accident. I'm going... I don't believe anything that happens in a gulag is an accident. No. Uh, you know, when they're hiding the body, they don't want to give it to the relatives. You know, something is up. 
there was a book many, many years ago by uh, Solzhenian. It was called One Day in the Life of Ivan Denisovich. It was on the Russian gulags. Everybody should read that if you want to know what they're really like. Mm. Um, they're truly someplace I would never want to be. Mm. Mm. All right. Our CIA now admits building 12 different spy bases in the Ukraine, which Russia knows about, which Russia wants to destroy. Um, you know, two years ago, year and a half ago, we talked about this where they denied it, said we didn't have anything to do with it. And now we uh, admit it. So you understand, I'm not a Russian fan, but you understand why they've been lied to continuously for the last 10 or 20 years. So they don't believe anything we tell them. I don't blame them. And how they're ever going to negotiate peace is way beyond me. And, and um, those military camps are in addition to the bioweapons labs that were in Ukraine that got quite yes. hastily kind of slipped under the rug in the early days of the war. You know, supposedly Ukraine, after the fall of the Soviet Empire, if you believe that, um, supposedly gave all of their nuclear weapons to Russia. Okay. Now, don't you wonder if maybe they kept a few back and they have access to those? Because Zelensky, for the position he's in, he's kind of cocky as far as I'm concerned. And so I don't know if he's got an ace up his sleeve or if his new home in Florida is done and he's ready to move. So I guess we will probably see pretty quick. Uh, the U.S. has held up their funding for Ukraine. I don't know if it'll go through with our House of Representatives or not, but they uh, need the money, but it, um, European Union gave them fifty billion. So, when the weapons you're buying won't be ready for a year, what's what's the rush, right? Nothing's yeah. going to get there except pad the wallets of everybody here. So, you know, the Kremlin keeps warning of conflict. The United States, the European Union, NATO—they're all getting nervous. Something could happen. Just a mistake. But we're going to hope that uh, they get things cleared up. So, Amen. anyway, that's enough good news for a week, right? Yeah, no, that's good. A lot of great, you know, great information. There are a lot of things I had not heard about. But, you know, one thing that, that I want to point out that is good news is uh, we had a lady at our conference in Atlanta this past weekend who uh, trust, trusted Christ for salvation. And so we gave a strong gospel appeal, especially on Sunday. All, all of my messages I did, but uh, this lady... Uh, uh, responded. And so, you know, God is still in the soul winning business. Uh, God is still in the redemption business. Uh, he's ultimately going to redeem this whole world uh, when Christ comes back to make all things new. But in the meantime, folks need to be uh, prepared individually. And we always like to close out our program uh, by mentioning the good news of the gospel. We've had a lot of bad news, but there's even worse news. And that is that everyone's born a sinner in need of a savior. And if you do nothing, and don't uh, accept the remedy that's been paid on your behalf for your sin, and then you will die in your sin. And Jesus says you'll spend eternity uh, separated from God in a literal place of torment called hell. Those are the words of Christ. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, I, I just encourage folks to examine your heart, make sure there's been a time in your life when you acknowledged your sin and recognized Jesus Christ as the only one who can save you. And you received from him by faith, the only way you can receive it, the gift of eternal life. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died and rose again to pay your personal penalty for sin. And uh, so if you haven't trusted him, trust him today. Uh, I tell you what, today's the day of salvation. Don't put it off. For those who already know the Lord, uh, this information, this uh, Randy's insights and reflections on current events um, are just our attempt to try to connect the dots. Jesus says to um, you know, to make sure you recognize the signs of the times. Um, Mark 13, Jesus says, what I say to you, I say to all, watch. And so that's what we're doing. And we just pray that hopefully some of this information kind of helps you think through uh, your own personal circumstance and, and the, the preparations you might need to make as we eagerly wait for the Lord's return. Randy, any closing thoughts? I would say people need to make decisions. They make they need to make them soon. They need to be right with the Lord, because with all of this stuff going on, if you don't understand where this world's going, uh, I, I don't know what else could be provided for them. But, you know, talk to your family, talk to your friends. And hopefully, like you said, 
get right with the Lord and be ready because we don't know how much longer we're here. But the way things are looking, it's it's going to be very tough very quick. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, we say it often, but Proverbs 22, 3 reminds us to, uh, if you see trouble coming, prepare for it. You know, it's much easier to prepare in advance when you're thinking calmly and you can kind of think through the issues. Use our NBW preparedness guide that's totally free, available at notbyworks.org on the store. Download that. It's also in Chapter 9 of my book, uh, Spirit of the False Prophet, Rise of the Global Technocracy. So if you have that book, check out Chapter 9. But it's much easier to prepare when you're calm than it is after the bomb explodes, proverbially or literally, as the case may be. So definitely. Uh, so, so folks, just uh, you know, stay tuned. Um, lots going on in the world. Lots going on at MBW Ministries. Be sure to uh, check out our upcoming uh, conferences. You can also go to our Rumble channel to listen to any of the conference messages from uh, last weekend. And then, we'll, as I said, other than the Orlando Prophecy Summit, we will be posting my messages on this road trip at our Rumble channel. Uh, so you can check them out there or just go to notbyworks.org and click on the videos tab. They're there as well. Uh, don't forget the free section of our online store, notbyworks.org slash store, and click on the free uh, section. But other than that, we sure appreciate your prayers. Uh, very uh, safe, uneventful journey. We did have one issue where uh, a guy um, seemed to be having a bad day and tried to run us off the road in, I forget where that was exactly. I don't know, Chattanooga or Murfreesboro, somewhere around Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got to figure, right? No, no, I li we like Tennessee. But it. Uh, but that's all right. That was the only even remotely close call. God protected us the whole way. Great weather, great driving, no car troubles. And uh, we're down here in Florida. We camped out here for the next couple of weeks for three different events. But to keep us in your prayers and stay tuned again. Uh, for tomorrow. Again, tomorrow, we've got Philip Goodman from uh, Bible Prophecy as Written, uh, talking about the upcoming Mid-America Prophecy Conference in May. So God bless everyone. Have a great rest of the day, and we will talk again soon.